Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 585 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined once again by Ben Funky Askren, and filling in today for one Stephen Kyle Bracky, James Dean Raider. His name is James Dean Raider. Put some respect on it. Put some respect on it for once. Uh, appreciate him coming in, and he's got a, a very festive, uh, very... Uh, on brand sweater here for the day. It's, um, it just looks green. I can't see it. Is it anything yeah, else? Like what, a what? forest greenish? Kind yeah. Of... He, okay. JD's, I would describe JD's fashion motif as um, main uh, fly fish shop owner slash, um, I don't know, salesman. He just always looks, good. Yeah, that works, right? And so, But every now and again, he'll break out a Joe Diffie t shirt. So you never know what this guy's going to wear. You never know. Um, but Ben, on last Thursday's show, we we teased and teased the news. I told you this news. I didn't typical forget to tell Friday you. news dump. Typical Friday news. It was a Thursday news dump. It was a Thursday <laughs> news there, and we don't even get to talk about it. Christian, typical bullcrap. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's just the way it worked. Uh, it would have been. It would have made so much more sense to have done it a little bit earlier, but uh, better to yeah. do it right than right away. So we did it right. And very exciting news. Obviously, if you don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about the fact that Jordan Burroughs and David Taylor are wrestling each other. January 9th on Flow Wrestling. And this was a match where I said on the show, I don't think it's happening. I think it's done. I didn't think it was going to happen. I didn't think it was going to happen. Really, yeah, we both, I, I guess we both said it. It's, it's not going to happen. We don't think it's going to happen. I don't, and I don't think the reasons... It wasn't going to happen ever involved them not wanting to wrestling each other. I think there were just other things that were obstacles in it. But I I believe that Jordan wanted this match for a long time. And I know for a fact David wanted it for a long time. Because when I went to... Uh, why, why? So hold on. Okay, so I could... Uh, the, the, the why David wanted it for a long time is obvious. He lost to the guy a bunch of times. He thinks he's better. He thinks he beat him now. What is Jordan's motivation besides he got he got called out, right? Like what would his motivation be? Yeah, I mean he talks about because it all the time. He goes up and beats the guy it adds to his legacy, even despite the fact that he's already beat him. What did he beat him three times, four times? He beat him a bunch, right? Uh he beat him four times. Four times, right? So he's already beat him four times. So, you know, do you think it's just if I do if I even despite the fact that they've already beat this guy four times? He has now gone up. He's he's reached a new level. So if I go beat him, that kind of you know adds to my legacy. So that that's what you're saying. The impetus was. Well, I think that's part of it. And I okay. listened to the uh, Jordan David presser with with Bader, and he said he started to feel really really good during this COVID time and feel like man, I think I can beat anyone regardless of weight. So I think Jordan is. Has kind of a renewed, I don't know if I want to say renewed confidence because that would insinuate it yeah. had waned, but um, he's, his confidence level an extra is, boost. is yeah, an extra boost. To let, his, let me play conspiracy theorist for you, Christian, because well, you know I love. Let's yeah, do this. here we go. I mean, okay. I, I already have well, this in the dock as something to talk about, but let's go to uh -oh. it. Oh, what? What go, are you going to say? Well, I think you're going to talk about him wanting to move up. Oh, no, no, no. That's not what I'm... The, yes, I do feel that way, but that's not... <laughs> what do you think? Because, listen, I, I'm not saying I'm on the inside of these negotiations, but I, I hear enough, right? Mm -hmm. I hear things. And I feel like... So, 
we thought it was going to happen at one point and it died, right? This was maybe, was it October-ish when that first happened? Kind well, of fell through? I felt like around um, when we first announced Taylor versus Zahid, it got, it picked up a lot of heat. Jordan Taylor versus Zahid. Oh, yeah, sorry, Jordan, Jordan versus Zahid. But uh, it was happening before that, because before that, you guys were, uh, you know, it was trying to make David and Jordan happen, correct? So that was like uh, October. I think it, mm, Okay, anyways, it ha- it did happen. Jordan and David almost happened. Yes. Before. Yes. Okay. And, and at the last minute, whatever, it fell through. Okay. And then you and I both thought it was dead. I, I didn't really hear anything anything much of it. Now, David has David has this really competitive match with, with Gabe Dean. Yes. And then all of a sudden, a week later, the match is freaking done. I think Jordan Burroughs watched the match and said, you know what? I thought I could beat him. I wanted Ed Muzzy. I watched this match. I'm going to beat this dude for sure. Let's make this happen. What do you think? That is interesting. That is interesting. Now I want to like rewind what I do know about the timeline and see you if probably, that actually makes sense. You probably sense. know more. You know more than I know, I'm sure. Um, I've been kind of hearing inklings, hearing this and that. And that just, it feels like that makes sense of the timeline. And, you know, I didn't really think, I thought Gabe would be able to slow David down, but I thought it was going to be an 8 10 something like that. Yes. And when, when that match happened, I said, wow, David, David looked in that match and maybe they, maybe he had an off night, but he looked kind of vulnerable in that match. I mean, if you think about the miles match, you looked damn near unbeatable. And if, if you're an opponent and you're thinking, okay, uh, he looks a lot less intimidating after the Dean match than he did after the miles Martin match. That That's yeah. for sure. When did they wrestle? When did Dean and, um, November 20 something. Um, hold on. I'll get my calendar out. 22nd. It was right, before, th- it was right before Thanksgiving. Two weeks after. So, yeah, Thanksgiving was the 26th. I think they wrestled the 24th, maybe. Was it that? Was that one it was? Yeah, I think, I think it did pick up around that time. <laughs> <laughs> so, but that just made me think that, I mean, if you're watching that and you're Jordan Burroughs, especially from, from the gas tank issue, because we watched Jordan gas out Zahid and David got, David got really tired in the second period. Listen, if, if Gabe's a little more dynamic, he's got a much better chance of scoring a takedown. And guess what? Jordan Burroughs is, in fact, more dynamic than Gabe Dean. Sorry, Gabe. Yes. I, I don't think you're getting any um, exuberant arguments from, from Gabe yes. on that one. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think that is a factor. And to your point about the Zahid match, Ben, Jordan's probably not going to take a match that he doesn't feel certain he can win, right? And we felt like... All right, he certainly feels he's, he can beat Zahid. And now it's a new level here. It's a completely different beast with, with David Taylor. But yeah, I think he I think he is supremely confident. And I think, all right, here, tell me if I'm crazy here. This could be okay. totally insane. I just think you throw pace out of out. I think they both, it's just negated. And then, boom, you just took away one of David Taylor's biggest weapons right away. That's throw fair. Throw pace out. Just throw it out. Yeah, that's yeah, that's one of his biggest weapons. Absolutely. And and so now, if you lose one of your biggest weapons, that's that's already things are you know maybe materializing the right way. I don't know. I I mean, yeah. I said I'm picking Burroughs here, and I think it may be against conventional thought. I just think he finds a way and and figures it out. But I think so. I, I think before the Dean match, I, I would have I would have picked Taylor, and now it really has me questioning it because you know when I say. 
You know what? When I don't I think, think we're gonna see the same it, David Taylor that wrestled. Why not? Gabe why is it gonna be different? You think you think David Taylor's gonna show like up, you know, show up wrestle to his opponent? We're talking about a guy that David Taylor doesn't do that. David Taylor kills people. He David Taylor people. is not a guy who shows up and says, "Oh, you're not very good. I'm not gonna train very hard for you." That's not David Taylor. David Taylor, if you're not very good, he's gonna do what you. Who did to Miles Martin? He ten would him in like two minutes. I mean that that that's what David Taylor does. To I people. know. I agree, but. I think when we see David Taylor knows he's wrestling Jordan Burroughs for however many weeks ahead of schedule, yeah. we are going to see the best optimized version of David Taylor. But yeah, why did why did you think we didn't 9th. see the best optimized version against Gabe Dean? Do you think he was that, sick? Do you think he was hurt? Because that's that is not that is not typical David Taylor. And, and I was by saying not typical, I don't think we've ever seen it. Where he has shown up to a competition. No, and he's not a guy who's he trains hard all the time. He's not a guy that yeah. when he doesn't have anything coming, he sits around. You can think he's of those guys. guys loafing off. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, man, I think I, I think it's more about Gabe Dean. I think if you look at '86, how many, even how many, just domestically, really good hand fighters do we have at '86? Guys that are like stand in there and move you around and really powerful but dynamic enough that they can stand in front of you and, and pull on your head like who who fits that well, description at 86 how well, many David guys Taylor, they, they both have to be a, a good hand fighter plus kind of dynamic with their defense you always say sammy brooks would be a good hand fighter but david taylor's gonna eat his lunch yes for example for example so i i mean my point is there's not many examples of guys like this domestically and yes he has melted yazdani twice but his hand fighting was problematic early on and his physical power yes yeah. was a problem early on and then but then he david was too much in the end yeah, yeah. so i think so, you could similarly say gabe my point is gabe dean's a unique beast and don't make it about oh he didn't look good here it's like no it's about gabe dean is a guy that can maybe but gabe, gabe dean went one one to one with nate jackson you picking jordan bros or nate jackson come on dog I ain't, I ain't dignified. Who are you that picking? One. JB. Yeah, obviously. Obviously. Right. And so that would be, you know, again, if I'm trying to, you want me to prognosticate on this. I'm trying to give you as many pieces of information as I can. And I'm telling you that that, that watching David versus Gabe, if I did not watch that, I, I would have thought David's got this. There's no problem here. He's going to win you know, 6-2 against Jordan, something to that effect, right? When I watch that and I watch Jordan versus Zahid, I think, um, you know, Jordan, Jordan could get David tired and score some points in the second period. That's what I think. Yes, um, that, that could happen. I, I mean, you have to assume that's what Jordan thinks. I mean, I thought the press conference was really fascinating because I liked, uh, I thought the best part was actually at the end. When Bader's asking them, like, okay, make predictions, and obviously they're not gonna say, oh, I'm gonna win or how I'm, but that Jordan, like, goes into, well, if David wants it this way, it'll go this way, but if he does it this way, it'll, like, if he wrestles, if he slows it down, he could keep it closer, almost like playing, he did a similar thing with, Z with Zahid. And then with David, David's like, you know, the best thing for him, they they basically are trying to get in their, their opponent's head and say how they should wrestle yeah, call if their they, weaknesses. Yeah, and keep it close and almost like challenge them to go to the area where they probably feel feel best. So I thought that was the the most curious part. Um I think 
conventional wisdom here, and you know, if Vegas is prognosticating this, I don't know how you don't make David Taylor David the, favorite, the favorite, right? Because it has to not be. by much, not, not by, by much. much. No, Barely. it's almost a pick on, but yes. so the the case for David Taylor is sort of obvious, right? In 2014, this dude had Jordan Burroughs dead to rights at the U.S. Open. It was a Correct. six. It was a six-three win at the break in one of their trials matches. I'm pretty sure Taylor had the lead. Um, yep. This was 2014. David Taylor. He had just graduated college. He was class yeah. of 14, right? Graduates college. Uh, yeah. Yes. You graduate in 14, Dakin 13. And so you're like, okay, they were that close then. And that was, in many ways, height of powers, Jordan Burroughs, right? That 13. Yeah, I, would, that, I would say. Yeah. Right. And now he got hurt that year at Worlds and didn't win, but he's still bronze. And so you think, okay, how much better is. So the question you want to ask is, like, how much better is Burroughs from 14 to 20? I mean, the, the real question that everyone's asking is, is he regressing? Is he getting worse, right? I, I'm, I tend to think he is actually maybe slightly better or about the same level. But Taylor, on the other hand, is like, he wins worlds. He hasn't lost to an American, or he hasn't lost, period, since 2017 the, uh, to Jaden, who he also beat that yeah. same day. It was very, very close, highly contentious, highly debated, highly debated series, right? And Jaden is a two-time world champion now, an Olympic bronze medalist. So, and you think you see him do that up a weight, twenty-nine pounds difference. Man, is that just too much weight to give up? And plus, how much better he is? And oh, by the way, they were pretty close six years ago, and David's only jumped levels. That is the that is it is a hard. It's hard to look past those those facts and say, yeah, Jordan can really do it. I mean, that, that's what I was. That was kind of my thought process initially, but now, given given new information, um, and like you could say that David was training through Gabe, but that doesn't really make sense because like training through what for what? Tra- exactly, tra- yeah. training through for what? Like what? There there was nothing else on the calendar at that point in time for him, so it's like. It, that doesn't make that really doesn't make sense. So it's and again, you know, the the amount of times David has came to a competition unprepared is is I can't name one. Yeah, and so no. I I am just going to default to that. That is either not maybe not the best version of David, but a really good version. And who knows? Maybe he was sick, right? Or maybe there was a small injury and he didn't want to pull out. That there is that possibility. I don't know that to be true, but yeah, I mean, I, I was thinking right down the same lines as you, Christian, until I saw that match. Yeah, um, man, I I think honestly, the Dean match doesn't factor in for me. I don't know why. Why? I mean, why be, wouldn't it? Because it factors in, but it doesn't change. I don't pivot now because of one match like that after watching the past but, two years on. of David Taylor. David Taylor was this unstoppable juggernaut the last two years. As in 2018, 2019. Mm. I mean, okay, 2018, 2019. Who was competitive with David Taylor? David competitive match. Yeah, Karuglia. When he knocked him out. Okay, that's and that's one. (laughs) Well, okay, here's the one. That's one match. Dean took him to the wire. Dean was in on what would have been the winning takedown had he been able to convert. So here's and you see Jordan Burroughs in a bunch of competitive matches. Yeah, with with guys that are never sniffed a medal, right? Digging deep. 
against guys that that have never. Franco Gomez. Franco no, Gomez has medaled. He has silver uh, medalist, yeah. but like Gomez opening round of Worlds, I don't even remember who he was wrestling. Who the guy was? But really, who? Yes, yes, dude, dude. His <laughs> 19 Worlds was insane. Yes. He had to. It was. He almost lost. I need to look this up. Yeah, look at it. Go, it. go rewatch that match. He had to get late match heroics. Although I will admit that is Jordan's mo versus not David Taylor's. David Taylor's mo is tech everybody. Yes, tech mall. Right, here's here's the thing. I am a big believer in throwing out outlier performances. Okay, what's With, that called in math sure. where you take the worst and the best yeah, performance like, and throw them out? Yeah. So like here's the, here's the my meeting. thought. I yeah. th I think the Gabe Dean David Taylor match is an outlier performance for David Taylor. When he wins matches, he kills people. So I throw yes. it out. I said when when Miles looked terrible against David Taylor, I said, "Okay, yeah, I know he looked really bad. Throw it out. I think he's going to win the 8 man." And Ooh. it he that was an outlier performance for Miles Martin. It was a very unique circumstance. I don't know what the circumstances necessarily were for David, but I throw it out, and I listen. I, all right, how about let's play this game? If David, if David and Gabe were wrestling on January 9th instead of David, instead of Jordan Burroughs, how much would you think David would beat him by? You think he'd been? You think it'd be a, a four-two match late, and he'd get a late counter takedown to win six-two? I want to say no, but then also, why do I think it would be any different? I because I just you know I, I listen. My gut is that David would blow that match out the, the next time. That's I mean that I that feel. seems that seems like the correct answer, but I also don't know why why if he if he was going to do that why didn't he do it last time? I don't know. Maybe I mean Gabe's a Gabe presented problems that he didn't have the immediate solutions for that he yeah. would now have. Right? Didn't this okay. happen to you? Was was there ever anyone that? Wrestled you tough, and then you saw what they that, did. That, and you killed them. That son of a bitch, Chris Pelton. I could never beat him. <laughs> you, you beat him. You beat him once. Damn it, once. Um, um but, uh, but uh, no, because I would say I'm more like David Taylor in, in that essence. Is like, no, I, I didn't really have competitive matches. You know, besides, I could never beat Pelton, and besides that, no one was really close, and there was no one where it was like, like you're describing where. I can't beat. Well, oh, there was this one guy I couldn't beat. I had four non-bonus point wins my junior year, piles. Oh boy! And three, three were to this mf'er Wes Roberts. I could That's not kill this dude. He was a bum. He never even came close to all American, and I could not kill him. I won eight five, six three, and six four. It was like the most annoying. Thing. Now you're gonna be mad. It was the most annoying thing ever. The only other match I had in bonus that year was my first round at nationals, and. Michael Chandler forgot his breakfast and was losing his mind over forgetting his breakfast. I said, listen, I don't, I've got a bum. I'm going to pin him. You can have my breakfast. And then a minute of the match, I couldn't feel my legs, and I still beat this guy from Bakersfield 9-2. That was the only my other only other non-bonus win, except freaking Wes Roberts. So, yes, yeah, Wes, Wes Wesley. Complaint. He kept Wes his elbows. Wes freaking Roberts. I could not bonus We're point him. We're probably on the Aptum Quadrangular three point times, he, he went to Binghamton? No, he's an Oklahoma kid. Oh, Oklahoma. Okay. I yeah, Oklahoma. Right. I could not bonus point Wes Roberts. I never did. It was the most frustrating thing ever. Man. I don't know. He just, he, well, he stalled his ass off, obviously. <laughs> but normally that didn't stop. Well, yeah, normally I pinned them. I got bonus points on everybody except freaking Wes freaking Roberts. Man. Okay, point taken. Gabe Dean is, is uh, Wes Roberts to David Taylor.
Yeah. And, and there could be that, except, you know, I don't think Wes Roberts was probably ever in on the match-winning takedown against you with, you know, 30 seconds to go, if I had to guess. Um, national? No, I don't, I don't think so. It, I mean, he did take me down, which is really frustrating. Cause <laughs> Man, he didn't stall that much. <laughs> I got the first takedown in, in a match in Columbia. Oh, my God. So well, that, was, that wasn't enough to make you mad enough to bonus point him? I could not. Listen, J.D., <laughs> I want to bonus point this dude so bad. I want because well the first match in Columbia we we wrestled and I'm like okay this dude got lucky I, he was my first he he ruined my streak I bonused everybody that year he was the first one I didn't bonus and we're talking it's the middle of February and I'm like okay f this dude I'm so pissed and I wrestled him at Big Tens and I couldn't or sorry Big Twelves and I couldn't and listen he was a bum he was the four seed I was the one seed he was four out of five it's not like I wrestled him in the finals yeah I couldn't bonus him and then I got him second round nationals. I couldn't freaking bonus him. <laughs> you guys, you guys are making me mad, man. Oh it's, God! Listen, if if uh, you know, flow was really prevalent, and like all the matches were on YouTube, people would be breaking down that Wes Roberts film like crazy. Yeah, it's not, I don't I don't know that it exists anywhere. Uh, I could not bonus freaking Wes Roberts. It was so annoying. Christian, I bonused, I bonused uh, 80, 81 out of eighty seven matches my last two years, I think, and three three of them were to Wes Roberts. I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't score points on this dude. That son of a gun. That's good trivia there. <sighs> um, that going West Roberts. So, I uh, yeah, I throw I throw out the. Uh, I kind of throw it out, uh, right? I'm not. I'm not. Like I said, I take it into consideration, but I don't pivot my a more measured approach from JD. He's going to take it under consideration. I will consider this match result, but it doesn't alter my thought process of David Taylor on paper should still probably be a favorite. Okay, so. Um, hey, the, um, the Burroughs result that you're, you're talking about is in the second round of Worlds 2019. It was Nuri Cow. I've heard of this guy. I don't know much about him, but he won 11-10. Yeah. Um, I, thought that, I, th I actually thought his first match was... I thought he did, too. No. Um, he... Uh, so, well, okay, so it was Jordan's first match, but there was a round before, right? There was a, there was a round before yeah, that. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's what I meant. So it was his, his, fir his first yeah, match. His first match. Basically... He had another really close one too. Um, yeah, he won six four over um, Kuramagomedov, who is he says he's Hungarian, but he's obviously Russian of some sort. Yes, that was a very close one. Uh, I don't believe he has medaled or medaled that year. But so the thing, and one of the things that gets overlooked about Jordan Bro and Jordan Bro has said this. This is overlooked about me. Um, is he doesn't get scored on a lot. He's really tough to score on. He has great baseline defense. He has great reattacks. And he scrambles really well when guys are on his legs. He is very hard to put points up on, which you wouldn't know from that Nurikow match. But that's one thing. It's like if, if you know, he kind of stuffs or slows down David and then starts opening up in the second period, maybe that's the strategy that, that Jordan goes to. And that's kind of a little bit, you know, I'm sure he didn't want Zahid to have those takedowns. But that was maybe a strategy to turn up the heat in the second period. Yeah, uh, probably not. And yeah, I don't. Trying to think about how, how is how is Jordan going to score? Is he going to be able to reattack David? You know, reliably is mm -hmm. is David going to be able to get his hands on him and move him around and get to his collar tie? And can Jordan avoid that, or can Jordan stand in there and hand fight with David Taylor? That's that's a question I have. Um, is he going to allow that? Yeah. Or is he going to try to wrestle everything from space? Because I think that that's going to get tough if 
if that's the the game plan. Do you think there is some? It's gonna be tough if he's trying to wrestle from space or stay in the pocket. I think play. it's gonna be hard to wrestle from space the whole time. I think he's got to be in. Oh, David's yeah. not gonna try to wrestle. Yeah, David's gonna David's gonna try to be on him. Right. That's for that's sure. We know that. Jordan's a good hand fighter, so he's he's not gonna he's not gonna back up. Okay. So I I didn't know I, if well, you, I don't think. Well, I didn't know if you think it'd be necessary for Jordan just to keep a distance almost at all times as much as he can, or can he stand in there? I think and... he can stand in there. I think he's standing in there. I, I, think, I think at times he will get space to attack as he does, but I think, you know, he is going to stand in there for a decent portion of the bout. Zahid Valencia snapped this dude to his knees several times in that match. And, uh, you know, I'm sure Zahid's hands are heavy, but you have to have figured that David's but, hands are, are heavier. Yeah. But yeah, Jordan but doesn't mind go, going to both yeah. knees either. I don't think he's scored no. from that, correct? Yeah. As Jordan doesn't mind going to both knees. Position. Yeah, he's relatively comfortable there. Um, and I and I think he does that versus um right, he, he drops both knees. He drops his knees leading, before you know, he bends like this. At the waist. At the waist yes. and gets chest heavy over, because that would make him unathletic, yes. Mm-hmm. Got it, got it. So there were some uh, one one of the there are a lot of cool sound bites, but one thing uh, to JB was saying, you know, size changes, hearts don't, you know, like basically I'm gonna want good line. The, good it's line. a very good line, <laughs> very good line, Jordan. Um, point Jordan for that line. I and I think that's that's something he's counting on. And you know, it's funny as we're this match gets announced, people hit you up, and someone's like, "Man, these two scrapped at the OTC in 2016 before kind of David really." Became what he is now, world champion, but he was still good. He was up at 86, and apparently it was super nip and tuck, but, like, Jordan just winning all the little exchanges and scrambles to come out on top in, like, a practice match in 2016, which, you know, you kind of throw it out, but also maybe I will take it under consideration like uh, JD did. And it's not competition, but but it is That's before David became David, you know, in in what he, I guess, in his current form – I would say we wouldn't say 2016 David is nearly as good as say that was his first David. year up at 86. He had definitely not filled out like he has no. now, and I'm sure is much more confident now after bringing home a world title. And mm-hmm. that year he still lost to Dake at Olympic trials. Yes, and then he got he got third. So he, and one other thing that was interesting it was like you know we're talking about matches from from uh, 2014. And I thought one of the cooler lines was when Dave was like six years ago. And he said, like, um, if a loss from to the effect of like a, if a loss from six years ago was still affecting me, I wouldn't be where I am today. Well, define effect. He still clearly thinks about it. Well, yeah, but he's like, if if, if affecting me negatively and Jordan's oh, yeah. like, yeah, that's true. Because like Jordan was like trying to, you know, be like, you know, I did it then. And then David's like, well. I don't know. I thought it was cool, a cool little concession from Jordan. Like, yeah, he's clearly been able to evolve um, from from 2014. Yeah, I'm I'm watching this Nurikow Burroughs match right now. Uh, see you guys with some commentary. Uh, Nurikow scores two chest traps and is up six six two. Burroughs is already coming. Or it feels like Burroughs is already melting him in the first period. I don't know how this is still competitive at the end of the second, but it I will did, I will update you when I get it that goes far down to the wire. Oh man, it's like yeah. the, it is. It was freak out time. And also, it was freak out time for so many reasons. One, because you know this dude ain't pulling Jordan back no. because Sidikov was on his side. 
So you're like, well, he's going to yeah. have to beat this dude because um, he's not yeah. pulling you back in. Um, yeah, so that's one of the many crazy, crazy matches of Jordan Barrow's career. Um, so do you, are you guys uh, prepared to make predictions yet? Yet? Um, <laughs> I really don't know. Like, and I'm not going to yeah. know. I can say I just need to go back and watch more film or something, but... This is a match you just have to like first instinct go with your gut. Who are you picking? Yeah, that's what I that's what I did. That's why I think Burroughs. Oh man, my instinct. Oh, I see my man John Broughton sneaking up with his little handheld camera. These other dudes are telling him to get lost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You guys know John Broughton? He's a fantastic yeah. cameraman. Yes. Okay. Beat now I don't know what Jordan's complaining about. He's yelling about something, but he's up seven six. He Jordan is all fired up. He yell he's literally yelling at the referee. He's he's at the judges table yelling at the referee right now. I can't tell. I don't have the volume on, so I don't know what the hell he's talking about. I'm not sure what happened. I don't recall that. It's been a while since I've yeah. done that. There's, there's eight seconds left in the first period. He's winning, and he, he, he's fired up about something. Do we need to take a five-minute break for you to finish this match? Or, or well, listen, I think you guys are probably enjoy, enjoying my commentary. Um, maybe not. So <laughs> I am going to – oh, God, who am I going to pick, Christian? Um. It can be a big reveal if you want. My gut, my my gut says that Jordan's gonna find a way to win after watching. So my first take was, you know, David's gonna handle him. After watching, they both had matches in November. After watching both their matches in November, my gut is telling me that Jordan's gonna find a way to win in the second period, uh, like like a six five or something to that effect. And then, but then part of me says, Ben, you're an idiot for thinking that's what's gonna happen. Yeah, it's easy to feel like an idiot uh, yes. any way you pick because you're either uh, you're you're picking a, against someone amazing, which I think I think if you feel like an idiot picking either guy, which I kind of do, that just tells you everything you need to know about the match. Like it's going to be you really yeah. don't know. We have no idea what's going to happen. It's going to be a really competitive, exciting match. I see no scenario this match is a dud. Right, both guys are gonna attack and attack a lot, and there's gonna be some ridiculous flurries and exchanges. My thought is, awesome. how, how fast does does I, Burroughs is a great scrambler, and it's probably like yes. David Taylor's like one of his main attributes are like his pace and his scrambling. Right, he just out scrambles, and especially yes. David's. What's interesting about David is his scrambling advantage is ratcheted up in international competitions. Those guys look less aware of what's happening to them than even domestic competitors do against uh, against David. Because I think he just does some things that they're unfamiliar with. I think it's like, one of yeah. looking for cradles. Like looking for cradles all the time. Well, and that, and that far ankle series that he uses, that's that's not widely used internationally, but I know Burroughs is very, he he's very schooled in there. So um, I, I, I think David, I would still feel David has had the advantage, but not as much of an advantage. Um, yeah, I know, I know when I did that scoring breakdown, we did the two world championships in the U S open men's and women's, um, but yeah, I did it for, well, I did it for myself first and then Rudis wanted to publish it. So I said, cool. Um, but yeah, I was, I was shocked. I don't know if shocked is the word. I was surprised that some of the more typical scrambles we see in American collegiate wrestling, they were not scoring very many points internationally, you know, and so those guys aren't really using them. And, uh, you know, obviously it's, it's, 
you're, you're seeing a lot more crotch lifts and chest locks and yeah. that type of stuff scoring points. But yeah, the scrambles don't score nearly as many points um, at the international level as, as I, as I would have predicted going into it. When you trained with Jordan um, years ago or whenever that was, how oh, much? That was, I mean, it wasn't that long ago. It was January of 2018. Oh, okay. No, not that long yeah. ago. So when, when you rolled with him there, kind of assess his his scrambling and how much how many yeah. exchanges y'all got into and messed around with it. Um, no, he, he, like I said, he's really good. And you know, one of the things that I impressed me most about him, and I think I did a mental, I do those mental Mondays. I think I did a mental Monday um, about it afterwards. Oh my God, Jordan's kind of getting tired of this match. This guy just got a takedown on him in the second period. Um, <laughs> but one of the things, he wanted to be in all these positions. You know, he, he had scouted me. He knew, knew kind of where I was good. Like, hey, you have a good front head pinch and you're a good gut wrench. So I want to feel against your gut wrench. I want to feel against your head pinch. Or, you know, there's this unique position I do where someone is, you know, a low single under my leg and I'm really good there. He said, hey, let, let's, let's work from that position. Right? He wanted mm -hmm. to feel all these things that I was – really good at and we would spend time in there and then we would talk about hey what you know what are you doing here what are you doing there where's your pressure all, all of that type of stuff you know so he like that's that is so rare i have high school kids who think they're so good that they can't be embarrassed by putting themselves in bad position you know and now we're talking about a guy who's um humbles himself you know Almost, yeah, he's one of the greats of all time, obviously. And he's saying, "Okay, let let me get in all these shit positions and see if you can score on me, because I want to. I want to feel my weaknesses. I want to feel where someone could potentially score points or beat me. Like that's uh that that's a very unique thing." Yeah. Okay, I, I had a specific question about just like, um, so you you believe that David's going to have a slight advantage in the scrambles, but it's not fast. And that's what I, that's how I feel. I feel like it'll be an advantage, but it's not going to be a huge advantage. Um, and like if they, if they were to get to a far ankle scramble and Jordan wins, that's like, that's not shocking to me. It's not like, Oh my God, you know, I thought David was so much better. I can't believe Jordan won that scramble. That's, that's a, I, I, like I said, uh, okay, we got 56 seconds left. My man Nurikov is faking a knee injury and he's, but he's beating Jordan <laughs> 10 and you know, in international, you can get as long as you want. But it's so funny because these referees like get you get back to the middle. It's like, don't you know I have as long as I want? You literally can't make me wrestle, dude. Yeah, yeah. I, actually, I'm surprised Mustafa doesn't do that more often. Yeah, uh, he, they can he, caution. He, he tries. He tries his best. Um, but when you start letting your finger in the corner, caution. they don't. Huh? How can they caution? The rule says you can have as much injury time as you want. Listen. How can you caution anyone? They're, they have the, if the referee sees like you're obviously faking this injury. Yeah, they will caution you if you refuse. That's to That's why back you say a rib or, or something that they can't see. You know, ankle. You know, something to that effect. Yeah, internal bleeding. Prove it. Internal bleeding. Prove I'm not bleeding internally, sir. Um, yeah. No. So, yeah, this, <laughs> this dude did fake an injury. He probably was freaking out. You know, one thing that is fascinating to me. So, like, we all understand why Jordan Burroughs would want this match, right? For him, if you go up to David Taylor and you lose, no one's like, oh, maybe Jordan's not as good as, as we thought, right? Or maybe he's not the GOAT. But if he wins, like Jordan literally said, this is like elevating me further, closer to the GOAT conversation, right? Because these are things that um, I guess he would say that by comparison, John Smith didn't do this, right? Um, and that's Ooh, ultimately yeah. who he, 
That's ultimately who he's compared to right now. Him or him or or Bruce. And so right, Rose got takedown ten nine. Ten nine. Oh. Um Thank goodness. Didn't, did, did, wait, hold on. The what the one famous match with John Smith, did he bump up or was it the opposite way? I'm trying to Well, but then there was also the uh Steve Steven Sarkeesian match or whatever. Um oh, yeah. I feel like that was a bump around match. I don't know which way. And then obviously the other thing is um back then, um oh my gosh, this guy's got a caution and a point, and this is gonna be the determiner because he would have had the he would have had the criteria from the four pointer. What? Oops, sorry. Okay. He, he deserved it though. Um, so I, I, but back then there, there was more weight classes. Uh, there was more weight classes, right? There was, um, Oh, way more. Yeah. Uh, let's see, 25, 36, 49. Uh, and he was 36, right? So you see, uh, a few more weight classes there. Right. So, um, well, Sarkeesian beat John here at the world cup. I'm not sure what their entire, their entire history was. Um, but, but what the point I was, I was attempting to make was that David, if David, David doesn't have as much to win here, right? Jordan, it's really clear. If David loses, it's like, man, this dude bumped up and beat you. It's like, he's kind of assuming a lot of the risk here. What's up, Chuckles? Yeah. I'm sorry. Hopefully these, guys, the they, these guys are, they're, they're picking on me in the face. I went over the Facebook chat, Christian. Good. Do you know what Wes Roberts' career record is? Oh no! <laughs> what? His career record is thirty-one and thirty. No, winning record. I couldn't bonus him. I couldn't bonus him. <laughs> I what wanna, in the hell? I three times. To, you know what else I want to find? I want to find all the people that did bonus because you know that if this dude lost thirty times, he got bonused. Probably. So we I can mean, find. He was, he was a senior that year, so I mean he. He was like he was like a round of sixteen, a round of twenty four guy. But I was bonusing people in the finals. Like I should have bonused him, but I could not do it. I don't know why. Anyways, um, thanks for picking You're, on me, guys. Yeah, I, I agree. Thank you. Um, Does this if Jordan wins, is he like shut down discussion? Goat? No, no, I don't think so. I'm not there yet. Yeah. I mean, listen, um, he will never be able to. He can't do six, six for six, so he's got to do. He can't do yeah. six unless in a row. he continues past twenty twenty four, which that'll be. Yeah, a, yeah he'd be getting up there in age. So I, I don't think he can't pass John the conventional six for six way. That's out the out the door. So he's got to yeah. get. I feel like to get there, he's got to do things like this: beat David Taylor. He's got to beat Kyle Dake again. Keep a, a two time world champ off the team. Um, mm -hmm. He's got to win the Olympics, and then. He wins the Olympics twice, and then he gets over, significantly over, or at least a couple over six total World and Olympic titles. Then he's there. He's at five right now. So you win the Olympics, you're at six. And then if he can pepper in another world title or two, then I think you, you can have the discussion. I feel like this is going to be one where uh, at this, you know, with JB, it'll never happen. And... You know, who knows, maybe Jane goes on a run and does something crazy or, you know, someone else. But where, like, college, who's the greatest, who's the greatest college of all time? Well, it's, there, there's only it's one obvious. obvious answer here. It's obvious. It's 159-0. No one else has done that. He won four national titles. He had bonus points. Like, there's not really a good debate for anybody else. And with with the world, I think, you know, you could make, you know, if, if especially if Jordan goes and does this, 
um, you could make a very good argument for him. I think I think even without it, you could make a good argument for the fact that the weight classes were so far reduced and they're more challenging. Um, like there's arguments you can make here. And, you know, even if you want to go the Bruce Baumgartner route where he won 15 straight world medals, including four world titles, like I, I think you can make a reasonable argument for him. Now, most, you know, very few people are going to agree with you, but there's other arguments you can make. And, and I think it's almost also the fall always of the gonna be that Soviet way. Union. Yes. Now that you spread have to out, go there's through more multiple the Russians versus yeah. one. 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 One motherland. Yes. And and I think tr- I don't know this. Um some an expert an expert's expert would maybe know. But like I feel like the transfer thing, just throw out the former Soviet thing, but we got guys wrestling for well, Russia. that's what I'm in too. Yeah. Like the transfer thing but, has is exploded. That's what I say. I you like you have to go through multiple Russians now. Yeah, but no, no, no. You don't understand what I'm saying. Yeah, even but Christian, no, I understand what you're saying. But even if you even without the transfer thing, which I, I don't think was a thing back then, um, I mean, even if you just count the for, former Soviet republics, which are really good at wrestling, really yeah. good. I Georgia. mean, we're talking Georgia, Azerbaijan, Ukraine. Usually has a pretty salty squad. Obviously, there's Russia, um, you know, so minimum four, but you could throw in Kazakhstan's a few other not teams. bad. Kazakhstan, Uzbekistan's usually got a few good guys. Yeah, you, know, you, you could throw, but there, there is like I think it's fourteen former Soviet republics which compete at the world championship. So and you have to go through that, yeah, I mean, and then the Dagestani, the third Dagestani that transferred to Turkey or where France, France. yeah, mm-hmm. Turkey, yeah, and I don't you know mean, how much of that was happening back back in that era, like. Yeah. I feel like less, but that's just. That's I, th- I think guess. a lot less. I mean, well, it'd be pretty easy to, um, at, the, at least, to go back to one of those brackets and look. I mean, when I see uh, what was the, one, the, the name from Hungary, Musakayev, that ain't Hungarian. Well, he's he's from Dagestan. <laughs> yes, he's the one. He was part that's of what the Dagestan. So loves him. Obvious. Yeah, he in sixteen he got hosed in the uh, Olympic trials in Russia. He was part of the whole Lebedev. Uh, Dagestan boycott in Russian debacle. nationals. Yeah, basically after that, they're like, yeah, we're out. That's why Sajjaev didn't win that year because 57 happened, and then they said, nope, we're leaving. Yeah, he's like, y'all don't want to see us winning, so we out. Which, speaking of which, World Cup is this week. Oh, yeah, that's happening. Um, Russia sent, sent in the A-team. Mm-hmm. Um, really? Which does not include Sitikov. Yeah. They sent all their ones. Zhamalov? Zamalov. Zamalov. That guy was good. I, wa- I watched a few of those very good. That guy's, he's legit. He beat Sitikov at Russian Nationals. See, I don't like I don't, I don't like this. I like... Um, what? Well, you don't like what? I need to see an American take out Sitikov. That needs to be resolved. Listen, listen. listen. Sitikov Godoya? versus... How you say this guy's name? It wasn't competitive Christian. He beat him like 9-2 to two or something. He's he sad. Turned, he turned him like three times. Well, yeah, I mean, the man's heartbroken. I, I could, you know, apparently he, he, uh, he kind of came back and beat him in like their training simulation matches at camp. Uh, but <laughs> the return they, they still went with them. The Mac, they'll Russia will do, they'll have them send them all to like Uregan or whatever and settle it out and have Russian nationals again. And if he mm-hmm. blows it at World Cup or yeah, Europeans or whatever. There's all these unresolved Russian issues, okay? It's just, it's our, it's our Sargush, Bur- Sargush never got what was coming to him after after he beat Jordan. Godoyev, same here. He just ran off, never saw him again. 
Now Sidikov, don't, but he's still very where young. Is Jordan Gidoya? also is he beat Godoya too, so that's a little bit better. To where he beat Godoya before he lost yeah. to Godoya, and he beat Sargush also. Yes, multiple times. But still, it's like when you leave after the last win, it's it's uh it's less satisfying. I, I would like to see an American stomp him out, and what? then they can they can have a peaceful retirement. What what's Godoya's first name? Anwar, A N I U R, I think. That's G E D U U E V, right? Yeah, U E V. I'm yeah. looking them up. No results found on uh, on Instagram. That's where all the Russians are. I'm pretty sure he's on the gram. Um, who knows if maybe he spells it a little. Oh, different. I spelled Anwar wrong, but who knows? This is, this is really him. It's A N I U A R. Okay, sorry. Um, see if it's him. Okay, let's keep this it. Is real- Okay, sorry, I'm on Instagram. Ben, we don't got it. He's on Instagram. Excellent. Yep. What's he doing with his life? He's at a car dealership or something. He's now a huge car salesman and hangs out. Yeah. He coaches and hangs out. (laughs) Yes. What? So he's got good. Oh, this is a different Godoyev. Um, You're on the wrong Godoyev. Well, who's this guy? He's at the know. Ramzan Sports Club. That's where so he's there, at. But there's a, there is a an Instagram handle called Godoyev Official that has 106,000 followers with two posts. It's got a starving oh, wait, lion not... and Khabib. Um, so I'm on Godoyev Official and he has only 3,000 some followers. But this looks... This a lot of official Godoyevs out there. Yeah, but this one is, is verified. So that feels a little more official to me. So anyway, enough about Godoyev. <laughs> um, Diaperhead. That's none of a gun. That son of a gun. I can't believe uh, he just quit. He said, I'm done after the Olympic silver, which I rewatched that this morning. I don't know if I mentioned that. Speaking of all the oh. injury times, that that match took 19 minutes to to complete. Because, yes, Donnie. Yes, yeah, Donnie mm-hmm. Godoya. He was up that 6-0. Was he had it and just like full meltdown. Even with all those breaks, he still melted. I think the breaks contributed to the melting. Why do he you think rhythm? that? Well, he lost. I don't know. I just think if you start and stop all that many times instead of getting in the rhythm of whatever of training, it is funny. He was just sitting in the corner while his head was getting. Yeah. <laughs> he also, also, there's a blood loss component that can't be discounted too. <laughs> what? Oh, really? Yeah. Blood loss. Did you ever bleed a lot in any of your fights? Uh, I think there was one fight where I did, but no, not not a ton. I I cut pretty easy right above my eyes. I did it a bunch in wrestling, so I think that makes that um. You know, more apt to be cutting. Yeah. Yes, it's the scar tissue like builds up. Or whatever. would you feel like? Uh, do you ever like feel like uh, fatigue from blood loss? I don't think so. No, yeah. you don't get tired no. though. So you don't. You don't count. You have caveman blood. Cavemen don't count. Okay, okay. Um, man. I think there's like a thousand different angles we could discuss on this. The goat. The goat argument is fun, and I want to talk about it a little more. Is this like the greatest match in U.S. history? In recent memory, at least. It's up there. I, well, I pitched Rogan that this was the greatest match to happen on U.S. soil in a very long time. So don't, don't let me down, guys. You got to back me up on this one. I, I mean, I very, yeah, it's, it's unquestionable that that's true. I think, all right, as, as we recycle through time, there's some huge ones. One, Burroughs versus Jake in 17 was, was massive. Ooh, now, epic. it's only going to be bigger now. But even even then, it was huge, right? That, but that whole finals, because you also had David and Jaden too. That was epic. 
Yeah, 2017 World Team Trials. It were, will never be topped. It will, yeah, basically untoppable, although the 16 trials or the 2021 trials could, could be up there. Um, yeah. I think, listen, I still think maybe the biggest match of all time is David Taylor versus Kyle Dake in the NCAA Finals. I think that may be like the biggest match ever. I disagree. No, I disagree strongly. If they I bet, had I bet, I bet money it's the most watched match ever. Uh, does that equal biggest? Via what? Where's it on? Is it on YouTube or is it on? We're talking via no, YouTube just, or we're talking about? I mean, t- tele- live. television probably. Um, I, I, man, think- I, I feel like I disagree because they had already wrestled twice that year. And I felt like that, and it was obviously, it wasn't one-to-one, it was two-to-zero, so I felt like that took away from the finals matchup. Man, I, mean, I, I was so excited I, for I it. Think, I think it was, it, not. it was absolutely, because, because remember how the scuffle went down? First of all, it was very controversial. It was very controversial. And the first one was all-star match, so it's Second like, of all, eh, how many people counts. watched the, the the Southern Scuffle in 2013, relative right, to how many me, people it, watched it? It was on flow, I don't know, you tell me. Yeah, I actually don't know. I, I actually didn't work at Flow at the time, and it was okay. it's probably a very humbling number um, compared to what it would be now. And I, listen, regardless, you've got a guy going for history for a fourth title. You've got the reigning Hodge Trophy, the the the, the biggest fan base, Penn State, their guy, the Hodge Trophy winner. This guy's trying to to make history. I know maybe for you, Ben. I think this is one of those instances where you are so close and you're so, I don't know, you're on top of everything. I think broadly, yeah. I th- I still think Dake Taylor is like the biggest thing. Probably the, the biggest... college aspect too. People still much yeah. prefer NCAA wrestling to international at this point. That that as well. That as well. I, I think it's that one. That's just my opinion. Oh my God. Okay, you guys, you're going to be blown away here, Christian. I'm on YouTube. Guess what the number was? So first of all, if you type in wrestling match and then you type in most viewed, a bunch of a bunch of WWE stuff comes up. But Perfect. guess what the number one that I found that was amateur? You're, I'm just gonna tell you because you're never gonna guess Is it. Is it the Vicky Anthony one? Vicky Anthony versus no, India? It, it's Sushil Kumar versus Tana Tarv in the semifinals of London. So I'm guessing a lot of Indian people love. YouTube yeah, a lot of Indian people watch that because. UWW's most viewed is Vicky Anthony versus an Indian woman as well, I think. Yes. Or at one point it was because uh, just really? a lot of people in India watched that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I need so, to go get in the Indian Pro League. <laughs> hey, we're tapping into that market this week. Yeah, that's right. We got Bajrang. I guess we need mean? to talk. We got to talk oh, about Bajrang. Yeah. Got to talk about well, that. Bajrang's like the royal family of wrestling because he married into, uh, what is their name? There's like four Fogat. sisters. One Fogat. Fogat, yeah, one of them fights in um, one championship, mm-hmm. and then one of the other ones uh, had a movie made about her, and I guess it's like a really popular movie that. over there. So Don Gall. Hey, real quick. Um, what from Kyle Brackey? The most watched oh. NCAA championships finals ever were 2013. Dave Taylor, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yes. So, and think and think about that. That's that's very telling because, you know, wrestling since from 2013 to 2020 has unquestionably grown. Right? It's grown in popularity. It's grown in yeah, absolutely in fans. And even still, 2013 stands uh, apart from that. So I maintain that's Dake Taylor effect. You can't convince me otherwise. I do think there was a team component there which helped. Right? Penn State did not have it locked up. This was the uh, 
Ed Ruth had to do quick mental math to get the major on Robert <laughs> oh, Hamlin. I need a major now. He's like, oh, I guess I'll major him. In the NCAA finals. I'll impulsively decide to do that. Um, something Ben could and like, not do. Quentin, yeah, something he <laughs> couldn't do. I think it a major in the NCAA finals. Yes, that is point Askren. Uh, so anyway, I, I think that is, that is part of it. Um, but we can, we can transition to the 150. Uh, I do want to put a pin in the goat discussion because i want to talk about that more but maybe on a on another show yeah so so time hey uh it would be it would be actually relevant to talk about like on, on january 12th or 13th i mean we'd probably have a better idea at that point um you know what other match is going to be huge that's, that's coming up and and i think you're probably going to argue that it's not as big but credential wise i think we're at an equivalent would be kyle steiner and Jaden cox yes whenever that happens yes that I would think be huge so. that'll be huge they have a very we'll, interesting rivalry we're what five is it is it five world medals and three world titles versus four world medals and two world titles um four for four for Jaden and, and two yes, titles five for five for Kyle with three titles and how many three titles yeah uh 15, Snyder versus said july has got 2.6 million views on United World Wrestling my gracious that's yeah. a pile of them mhm so okay let's uh Let's talk about the 150. Because we that had some, was a Friday news dump. That was a Friday news dump that we didn't want to Friday dump. That news dump. We took a huge dump on everybody. Yeah, we didn't mean to. But jo- Joy McKenna out, uh, and fortunately Alec Pantelio in, very game competitor, ready to go. And it's funny during the RTC Cup, I was kind of like, why isn't Pantelio in the 150? Like, did we not ask? Like, I was like, I thought really? he wanted in, right? He probably, I mean, he did clearly because he's in. But um, it was kind of like, man, did we mess up not having he Pantelio in? Good at RTC. He though. looked really good, and even against his match with mm-hmm. Zane a while back, I know he lost, but he looked pretty good. Very competitive match. Uh, ben predicted it would be competitive as well, and he was right. Um, mm-hmm. So, but then after the, it was funny because after the RTC Cup, it kind of word got back to us like, hey, if anyone drops out of the eight man, uh, Alec would be interested. And it's like, oh, yeah, sure. No, yeah, no doubt. That'd be great if, if it happens to have such a good replacement. And then, boom, Friday, McKenna's out. And, you know, it worked out great because, um, you know, we'd be scrambling a week before. That could be really problematic. But Alec was ready to go. We had to reseed it. Do you have it. another backup just in case? Like, are you guys flying a th- another person into Austin just in case? JD. I will take the mat. Yeah, it's going to be JD. And collect my monies. He'll take the death. <laughs> Right, we already have, and we already have the direct deposit uh, set up with his with his. Uh, I, I, assume, a, I assume you have a bank Chris, account. I'm gonna warn you. Yeah, it's not so. gonna be very Thanks competitive. Been, so. What'd you say, JD? In that bracket, he might not be very competitive. Well, he will have the same record as I three weigh, other I opponents. Almost 150 pounds. Yeah, in the sweater, he's a good 152, <laughs> and he will do as well as three other. Uh, That's uh, right, opponents. So Let he will own one. Yes, of going on one. Um, so we, <laughs> I have a question. I'm curious. What you, we're not changing anything for this bracket, obviously. But how we do this where you got to win a match to, to get in the money and we don't have wrestle back. So, like, if you have Bajrang mm-hmm, like first round. You like that? Love it. You don't like the uh, – okay, so what about if there's, like, repishage and the, if your guy wins, he pulls you back in. You, like, make the semis and you're in the money and all that. 
I've been like. Oh, yeah. I mean, I like, I like, like it like, too. I don't want to change it. I like it, it from well, a viewer's standpoint. If I were wrestling, I might not like it as much. Well, if you did full wrestling, would add four. <laughs> I mean, if you went to fifth place, they would add five or six matches. That that I mean, I feel like that turns into a long night. because That's what I'm saying. From two, a viewer's four, standpoint, seven, I like this. Yeah, 14. And yeah, listen, they, they know the deal. It's not like you tricked them and, you know, you said they were in multiple matches. I actually, Christian, I mean, I, I think. And I hate this, but in jujitsu, don't almost every tournament there is no wrestlebacks. So the in jujitsu, it's it's like this. If you make the semis, I'm pretty sure I am no expert. Um, I'm very much a white belt. Yeah, but like things. these guys pay a whole bunch of money and they go to worlds. They get literally one match. It's crazy. It could happen. Yes, absolutely. I mean, that and that happens in UWW World Championships as well. You can Yeah, sure, but I'm talking about the non-black belt where it's like brown belt, purple belt, like it's kind of crazy that these people pay all this money. You know, essentially just a hobby, we'll say hobbyists, right? They're hobbyists. They have their purple belt, they've been kind of working hard and they go to Worlds and they lose and that's their only match and then they go home. Yes. So, and in like so in jiu-jitsu, the we got the idea for the eight man from another organization, Jiu Jitsu, that does like they do these quick little tournaments. And one night they'll have like a two hundred pound bracket. If you make the semis, you can you can wrestle for third or fight for third, whatever they call it. Uh, so that's basically where we got the idea and thought it'd be cool to do in wrestling. Um, so I, I was just curious if you thought like I I like it. I like how it runs. I do empathize with a guy that goes zero one and their guy wins it. It's like okay, I could be the second best guy, but. Um, that's what made seeding important here and why we had to reseed it with Alec because it just wasn't wasn't right just to plop him in the four spot just because McKenna was the four and that's who he was replacing. So where did you put Alec? So Alec ha- is in the sixth spot against J.O. Uh, you can see the bracket there. Tyler was there. ready. Um, so, so then you moved uh, – who was the sixth? Ashnall? Ashnall up uh, to the five. I'll take on Henderson. Like- Henderson moved up to four. So on, on oh, paper, yeah. if you're – if you're Ashnall, you go from J.O. round one to Evan Henderson. You got to feel pretty a good. Way different that. match. Way, way different match. Way different style. Um, and honestly, man, I think the bottom, it looks brutal, right? Um, yeah. I think Pantaleo for J.O. is – I don't know if P- Pantaleo is a – is a tough stylistic matchup or not? I think he's a tough stylistic I, I, matchup for yeah, anyone. Yeah, I was about to say, he's a tough stylistic matchup for anybody. Hard hand fighter, strong, good position, especially at 150. His mm-hmm. double has been looking phenomenal yes. lately. I just think with... So, I think that's why Alec wrestles Zane really tough. But I think with J.O., I think he is so technical and slick that I think it, it may be too much of an advantage there to the point where I'm like, wait, is J.O. just going to, is he just going to like get three, four takedowns and kind of pick Alec apart? Is that, is that possible? Because I could see that. I don't think Alec can stand in front of, of J.O. I think he's going to have, Alec's speed is insane. He's really, really fast yeah. to the leg. See really if fast, fast enough, see if he really, is he going to be fast enough to get to J.O.'s? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I think I think the answer is that yes. I would still lean Oliver, but uh, Pantelio is you know not a lot of people can match Jordan athletically, and I think Pantelio can. Pantelio is like he's a freaking outstanding athlete. Um, yeah, I'm gonna pick Oliver. Small bicep. But, oh yeah, Pantelio. great I bicep every time. But he I is have to. huge guns. 
Oh, man. You guys are funny. Good thing we're in Texas. Those are going to be illegal in some states. Yeah, they're legal here. Um, So, I mean, I think Alex is one of those guys when you watch him win matches, like, this is a guy who should make teams, right? You think he'd make teams and really threaten. And um, unfortunately, he's really squeezed from a weight perspective right now. At fifty, at fifty four, I think he. I mean, not not this year, but when one fifty four comes back, uh, seventy kg, I, I definitely think he could be a contender. Yeah, he'll there. be a seventy guy. Yeah, but he said he's Absolutely. can't go sixty five. No, yeah. and he's, it's just too small for. It's 74. not worth giving up the biceps. No, period. Oh, you're not just going to give those up. Um, all right, we're losing Ben. He's getting sleepy. <laughs> I don't have enough right, coffee. Yeah, he needs yeah. to watch. He needs to watch an, another Nurikow. Uh, um, good match. Burrows match. match. So, the um, I, I don't know what you want to talk about with the with the bracket in particular, but I, I'm curious. Have I don't think we've gotten into like who we think is going to win it. I've I've kind of gone a couple different directions. Ooh. Are we um, doing full pickums? I don't know if we have to do full pickums this show, or we can save it. But um, if you were prognosticating, who, who do you who do you think would be the favorite, Ben? Well, I say. I'm going to pick my man, Bajrang Punya. You love Bajrang. Is it because you love his spin around defense and you really want to learn it? Um, Hamlin? I, I know how to do Listen, I know how to do it. I know how to do the move. I just don't do it nearly as good as he it's does. Because male models stick together. Oh, yeah. He's a male model, too, for sure. Stop. He is not. He is. Go look at his Instagram. If he's not, he is. Even if he's not, he is. Well, he okay. has deals um, like he has a deal yeah. with an underwear company that he puts out pictures with sometimes. Listen, what else do you need to know? Okay, did you guys see? I I, I ended up cut further commenting on the comment I made on uh, Flow FRL last Thursday about who my favorite international wrestlers are. I did see and that. Why don't you bring that up? Yeah. Oh, oh shoot! It's so far back. I'm not as good at searching Twitter as Kyle Bradkey is. But I was gonna say one of the things that. It felt like once I got past like seven or eight that this, there weren't that many guys who I enjoyed that much. Um, and I feel like there's just this like, it's hard to be a fan of international wrestling. I know Nomad pushed back on me. Willie pushed back on me. Uh, Kozak, I think, pushed back on me. Other people pushed back. It's like, sure, is it better than it was 10 years ago? Yeah, of course it is, right? But still, a lot of those matches, they're not hyped right. They take place in the middle of the night. Um, the bracketing is sometimes hard to follow on, you know, the way, the way that UWW lays out the bracket, it's not super easy to follow. Uh, there's just a lot of things that can be done better to make. Uh, and then obviously the biggest one, not probably the number one issue is a lot of these guys, they just don't compete a lot period. Right. They just, they don't compete super frequently, which, um, uh, makes it harder to be fans of them. Yeah. What, what was, I don't even know what the pushback could be there. Um, it's. Well, I, I think a lot of people were just saying that it's a lot. It, it, it's true. It is a lot better today than it was eight years ago, right? Eight years ago, you could watch almost no international wrestling, and yeah. it is unquestionably better. It's just not that good still. Yeah, it's not. It's not where it could be, for sure. It's not. I mean, improvement doesn't mean it's on the level yet, but it's getting there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I found it. I found the post. So you said your top five okay. were Sajulayev, Bajrang. Yazdani, Chimizo, and YBR. It's funny because I don't get that excited to watch Sajulayev 
for whatever reason. Because he's just gonna smash whoever he's wrestling. It's, and I know, how, and I and I basically know how he's gonna smash too. It's like he's yeah, but there's this he's mystique around it. And and I think Kyle is uh and actually when I was just I was on YouTube page for UWW, he was like four of the top ten matches. So I mean other people feel similarly to me, I guess. Um but I think the Kyle thing brought where he actually lost and then built himself back up was a really big thing for him. I think there's just a mystique around him and the fact that he I, I would say he's on pace unless Kyle or Jaden can stop him to be considered in the goat with a goat conversation for the whole world. Yes. I mean, he's like the goat of goats, potentially. He's on that t- kind of trajectory. That's going to help his yeah. his viewership for sure. I think um, I th- there's a glaring missing don't athlete say, Don't say Musakayev. I'm saying Musakayev right now. That's he should be on the list. I would rather see him. Do your top five right now, quick. Um, Top five are... It's got to be some people on this list, and there's not a lot that are super popular that I left off. I think Chimizo is my number one. Um, okay. Chimizo is my number one. Um, man, Musukayev is on there. I don't care what you say. Oh, um, do not put Musukayev at number two, Christian. I'm not putting him at number two. Oh, I like Rashidov. Um, I'm, I'm looking at the rankings here so I can quickly come up with them. Yeah. I like Bajrang. Odaguru is fun. He beats Bajrang. Odaguru, I, I should have put Odaguru. I love Odaguru. Um, mm-hmm. But he's another yeah. one. Christian, when's the last time Odaguru competed? Like Asians, I, I, right before you know, you, pandemic in February or March. He beat Bajrang I feel in like the I never finals, I think. Hmm. Then didn't watch. It didn't happen. I think. I'm well, if they didn't, if they didn't watch Christian, I mean, but what this really tells you is, if I didn't watch, it means that I didn't see it. If I say, if I see someone promoting on a Guru versus Bajrang, I'm gonna click on that freaking link or yeah. click on that video. It means it was not promoted very well. It's not yes, like I'm not looking at wrestling stuff. You know, I don't look at it as much as you guys because it's literally your job and that's what you do all the time and I have a few other jobs that I do. But that's a thing um, you should know when yes. these two top 10 guys in the world are hitting in yeah. wrestling. And I, I didn't see it. I couldn't have named it. And so th- that would be like to my point is like these matches aren't promoted properly to the fa- to where, you know, regular people see them. Because if I didn't see them, there's got to be a lot of other people who like me in America did not see them. Yeah. Um well, hopefully we can take that challenge on and make sure everyone knows when these matches are happening and get people excited. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. Do we want to head you back didn't, to You the... didn't list your five. You okay, I don't know my list. five. I don't know my five. Yeah, have, have, it, have it ready for tomorrow. We're I will have it tomorrow. tomorrow. I want to do it right. Okay. Um, okay. Um, does JD have his five chambered up, ready to go? Uh not ready i'm he's not ready i could could probably list five but i don't know he's still workshopping it i really liked akul back in the day um i almost put him on there he's i i just thought he was so really i never thought he should ever lose ever like i was always like how does anyone beat this guy but gino like did it many times uh so i always really liked him a bunch i'm trying to think all right we'll move on um Hey, I I did I did not read through the doc prior to this. I was just uh, I was just bantering with you guys. I just looked at the doc. Nick Lee's why the hell would Nick Lee Olympic red shirt? I think they're playing. It was an interview with. Uh, Doesn't it, make sense. Makes no sense. 
he said it in an interview, but why would he do that? I actually don't believe it. I think he's just, but why would you say that? I don't know, mess around with people? That's yeah, okay. because, I mean, okay, number one, let's see, how many reasons can we have? Number one, Penn State needs him to win a national title. Um, there's other good people, but not as good as he is. Number two, the year does not count against his eligibility no matter what. Number three, it's not like he can go compete in a bunch of competitions because the competitions don't really exist. Uh, number four, he's not even that close to being on the team. He's like number nine or 10 or 11, or he's, he's relatively far down there. I mean, I just gave you four really good reasons why it's a terrible idea right there. I do have a plan. Those are great. It could be something with actual school. Um, but Kale also said uh, on Bashmania a while back that they were going to roll out everybody this year because he said mm. the same thing. Why not? There's no harm. Yeah. It makes no sense to exactly. me. I don't understand. I mean, well, on the one hand, Bo Bartley is going to be incredible this year. He's going to be really good right away. That's happening. Oh. Yeah, but we talked about either way. You got to have you got to have a thirty-three, forty-one, forty-nine. If you go mm-hmm. thirty-three with RBY, then forty-one, forty-nine are going to be Bartlett, mm-hmm. Nick Lee, whichever way you put them. Obviously, they're both probably ideally one forty-one, but you still got to fill that other spot. And Verclaren's been, and I, I, you know, he's been a top twelve to twenty guy, and I can't, I can't really see him making his way into the upper echelon. No. Put Nick Lee up there. I think Nick Lee's going to make his way in the upper echelon at one forty-nine. Yes, I would agree with that as well. That's what I thought made the most sense. But if he's taking a limp, I mean, I don't know why would he do that? Because, like I said, it there's ha- nothing. It has to there's be no a, red. A red shirt it is, has to be like to a pre- school thing. Yeah, I know, but you don't. Why even? What kind of school thing? Why, what to, uh, what school thing makes you unenroll from school? Because Olympic red shirt, you're not even. I don't even think you're enrolled. No, you're not. That's why there's no point in not going to school and just not wrestling if you don't want to because it's a free year. So, but it's not free in terms of it's free in terms of it doesn't count against your like four year eligibility. It's not free in terms of someone's their scholarship allotment for Nick Lee. Yes. So could it be could but, it be that but reason? This year's not the issue. It's next year because next year is when no one graduates and more people. And Penn State already is told who do they have next year? I don't know. Some good people, I'm sure. Right? Yes. They they already told like these guys in? we're going to give you. Yeah, the, who this Facundo, senior class Facundo. of Facundo, and there's somebody, a couple other people, right? Uh, uh Shane Van Ness. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They so might you, be getting that, some money. Next year's the problem. This year should not be the problem. This year, you've already told these guys, you know, what they're going to get. The seniors all are gone, so there shouldn't be an issue there. Yeah, I don't understand it. I mean, I think Nick. I would be surprised if Nick. I'm still like. Is Nick Lee really not going to wrestle this year? I don't know if I understand that. He's. Uh, I don't believe it. Yeah. yeah. I don't believe it. And if he does it, okay, sure. But I don't understand. I don't think I'll understand why. Um, yeah. Because yeah, to your so, point, why would you? Why Why would you not? Maybe Maybe they want to wrestle. I don't know. I don't, <laughs> if you wrestle Bo now, and then maybe he could it's redshirt next year. Anything. Yeah, I know. But this year. They- Still redshirt next year because this year could doesn't count against him. I know he could be eligible both years. Well, or, know. you know, same same sequence, same scenario. Yeah, I don't understand it. To be sure, it doesn't make sense to me. Okay, we'll see if that's what they do. I mean, to me, I mean, I I said basically all last year. Maybe got laughed at, but 
I kind of thought Penn State had a shot to win it all last year, even to the bitter end. I thought there's still you an outside wrong. scenario. We'll ne- the thing is, we'll never know, Ben. We'll never know. Oh my. Okay. Okay, Chael. Uh, and uh, but in this instance, we actually will never know. And now this year, I I think they have a very live shot too. But they better, better. They got a better shot this year than last year for sure. Absolutely, they do. And. But you take out Nick Lee. Listen, I think I think Bo Barla is going to be good and going to be in every match and a guy that could actually contend for a title right out the gate. But I think there's a, a, a level of assuredness with Nick Lee. And I don't know if Bo's going to be ready to come in and bonus the way Nick Lee does. Nick Lee puts up a ton of points. That guy's a Terminator, mm-hmm. right? He just chews through people. Yeah. I think he was going to be on a... With Yanni up at 49, if Nick Lee was on like a, a a Hodge trajectory well into the year. Now, it's so different now. He's got like four matches. So maybe throw that out. But like yeah. in a normal year, I think he'd be bonusing through everyone. And then he'd hit Ironman. And maybe he would lose that one. Maybe he would beat him. But maybe it would be a decision. I don't know. And then uh, – but I, I think he would be on like a super high contributing bonus point wrestler for Penn State. When you take him out, I don't know. Um, I don't know if Bo's ready to contribute on that end. I know Bo's ready to beat just about everyone in the bracket, but I don't know if he can do the bonus point things. So I don't know. It's, yes. It doesn't help Penn State if, if he's out. Yeah, I agree. That much I do know. Okay. Want to go to questions? Sure, let's go to questions. All right. Um, Joshua Atkinson, DTJB over under 16 total points. He didn't put a question mark. I'll throw it in there. Under. 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 What would you set the line at? I would have said, like, I think um, uh, 10 and a half. I was going to say that range, yeah. 11. I would say 11. You're saying 11? Yeah. So we're close. If it's 10 and a half, I would take over. I feel like if there's a 6-5 match. If there's a takedown... In like the first thirty seconds, it could just be on, right? But just, if it goes later in to like the second period, then it's gonna be lower scoring. Well, yes, if it goes later into the second period, naturally, it would already be low scoring. Um, yeah, I th- I think I think ten and a half's fair. Um, yeah, that that's where you get some at sixteen. Everyone's gonna bet the under. Yeah, um, yeah, that'd be crazy, but. Hey, I like where Joshua Atkinson's head's at. I hope this scores 16 yeah. points. Yeah, it'd be fun. Okay, last week, um, I haven't even read this question. I just started reading it. I mean, I should. We both we both agreed on this one, Christian. Uh, are there any other rule changes that can make freestyle scoring clearer or better without drastically changing the sport? Because I have one. Go get rid of grounding. Okay, we talked about oh, that. No, one. That's a- he didn't read the question. The question was, we we talked about a desire for grounding to be eliminated. Is there anything else besides that? I think the one thing they could do. Um, well, I got two things. Okay. You go, one. you go first. I'm going to try to key up uh, Tyler on something here. Oh, if it's Don Bradley and Yusuf. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's not. It's not. Okay. Uh, so the one, I mean, so the one thing I've talked about last week, in, like in the Sammy Brooks scenario um the two and two if you take them down and put them on their back that should be two and two versus just two um and then the other thing would be 
if you really want to make it clean and no controversy, you take away people's ability to score back points, the, the four pointer, um, you have to get a takedown to get uh, a near, you know, the, the turn points, which I kind of, it, it does change a little bit of the essence of so freestyle wrestling. Back, so it's just two. You have to secure the takedown before you get the back one. So if you could feet and the hold on the back, you would get two and two, which would essentially make four. Um, but it would take out these chest wrap double leg scenarios, which, you know, if you, if you want to say one thing that would be confusing or, or possibly if you want to go past confusing and say like it's somewhere people use to cheat, um, it would be that, you know, that chest wrap double leg type of scenario where it could go for one way or go for the other way. And that's an eight point swing, which is huge in freestyle. Well, they need to figure out the out of bounds, uh, like step out continuation. Mm, bit. There's there you been go. some talk about right. that recently. Like if a guy steps out, can he still get points? Or how many steps? Well, like if one, like say a guy doubles you to the edge, you step out, but then you chest wrap, it's a continuation, but you stepped out first, can you score that chest oh. wrap? Like a lot of times answer. they say no and they'll go step out, but then sometimes they yes. say, okay, yes, that's still continuation. Yeah. And oh, really? I, I feel like the defensive guy can't usually score. Or almost, not normally. That is what it's supposed it to be. It happened at U23s and at RTC Cup. With Vito. Yes. Mm. And it Vito, said something. Yes. I, I I asked a ref about it, and I've got a um, – I want to pull pull this uh, this Bajrang J.O. clip because I think it's that it really clearly illustrates the uh, – the one of the main questions, and I may have given given you the wrong timestamp, um, but I think it's coming oh. soon. So basically, it's the it's really actually sort of like the Yanni uh, Zane situation right here. So it's like, oh, yeah, this who's is. whose man's is this? All right, so you got Jo deep on a single leg, right? Keep keep it moving. It's gonna be a little bit. So Bodrang's gonna make eye contact with us here, and he's just like chilling here, and then boom, roll through. So maybe hit the the five second back there real quick. I mean, I, I like don't know. It looks like Oliver. Two and two. Because Oliver puts him in a very dangerous position, and then Bajrang, like, you know, holds yeah. him there. So that I, I would say two, two. I believe they only went two Bajrang, right? They just went two Bajrang. And to me, it looks like J.O. initiates the role. But at, at the same point, like, I'm literally, <laughs> I'm going back and I'm looking at, okay, Bajrang actually tenses up and squeezes. You can, like, see his body, like, squeezing uh -huh. and then he rolls through like watch, watch it again um yeah no but so i i like I, said, I i would never argue that bajrang didn't do the end part of this action but he's also forced to a position where that's his only choice but you could say he initiated the role here he, i mean jo is not because jordan oh. but put jordan pushes right there no so watch watch go if we play in slow motion jordan pushes first bajrang realizes i have no other options and then he goes right so if you, yeah if you go slow motion uh, we don't have that right Jordan pushes first. Jordan pushes first. Yeah. And then boom. Right. See, Jordan pushes first and then Bajrang goes. Yeah. Um, so, and this is like where I said, you know, the confusing part about freestyle is, is this type of thing. And I said from neutral position, but obviously these things there. Yeah. So, you know, Jordan pushed first and then, and then Bajrang went because he had no, nowhere else to go. So I would say two, two. But if you take away the ability to, to do these neutral, dangers i guess you'd say or however you want to say it where you have to score a takedown and then you can get a turn um you take away like 97 percent of the controversy from freestyle wrestling yeah so i so how how would you like to see this called in a perfect world 
Well, I know I'm saying if the rule set, and I said I don't know if I love it because it, it does change. It kind of changes the essence of freestyle wrestling. You cannot score near fall, uh, or you know, or back exposure until you get a takedown. And so, therefore, like you know, your mm -hmm. front head pinch wouldn't really be a thing, or your crotch lock wouldn't really be a thing. You have to get the takedown, and then you can score the exposure. So it does kind of change, like I said, change the essence of freestyle wrestling, which I'm not sure is good, but I don't really see another way to take out the controversial aspects without doing that. Well. I it seems like there's a way to me. Um, I just think they need to codify. Uh, um, codify it's not it, Christian. We right? discussed this. It's impossible. I don't know if it. I don't know if it's impossible. I'm passionate. I'm passionate. I'm passionate about this. That it is impossible. Okay. Well, I I really don't want to dramatically change uh, freestyle wrestling. I think no. exposure without takedown is like. A, that's like a pillar of the sport in my opinion it's like a huge part about like how pristine your yeah, positioning needs saying. to be so i don't want to change that i think dude i think there's a way you can like rule it out in the in the official this is something we talk about all the time during the zane yanni saga because it's like who's how do you know what's right and what's wrong here how do you know who's initiating no. what because, because it's so close to 50 50 it's so cold right there's the spectrum where it's 100 this guy it's obvious 100 this guy, and then but then there's these ones that are right in the middle like zayn was like as close as it gets to whose move was it i'm not freaking sure they both kind of did some really good things here um i just don't think i think you want it to be clean and i don't think there's a way to do that well I, my thought on, on all rules is how can we reward the aggressor right to me, the aggressor is dumb. Then you're <laughs> possibly rewarding a guy who does stupid things because then you're going to slant the other way, and that's something you don't want to do. Well, I don't know that. Um, I think if I the the instance I'm thinking about is a guy's in on a leg deep, he's working for a finish, and a guy desperation pulls him through for two. I don't know. I feel like there's that's like a that could be a two and two exchange, or it doesn't have to be a straight yeah. two for. Right. So I feel like if you're rewarding the aggressor there, not the guy that's in a desperation position and like has no other option but to like try to take this guy through, mm -hmm. um, I, I think that's a way to do it. And I, I like the idea of, of going two and two on those scenarios, right? Like obviously that can't be a straight two for yeah. J.O. because he got held. At the no, end. I, I would agree two, two and two there is probably the proper way. But I'm saying there was a, a slight time, I want to say two years ago, where they were really trying to reward the aggressor, to your point, uh, especially on like the, the double leg chest wrap situation. Yeah. But, I mean, th there's the difference between a good chest wrap and a shit chest wrap. There's a, there's a big difference. And there was a whole bunch of times, and now I'm, I'm talking high school, U, U17, U20 action that I'm coaching where the guy hits a very clear chest wrap where it's obvious it's his move. He did it. Yes. And they give the offensive guy four points. It's like, well, that's, that's, that's an eight point swing there because you want to reward the offensive guy because, because why? Because I don't know, because it makes your job easier or something. It's just not the right call. I pitched him to his back very evidently, but because he's the aggressor, we're going to give him four points instead of me. Like I literally, I, I don't recall what year it is, but I literally said, guys, we got to stop doing chest wraps because no matter how good you do it, they're just not going to give you points. It is dumb, but I don't make the rules. So we need we need to cut it out because we are getting scored on. Even when we are actually score, literally wow. scoring the points, they're giving points to the guys. So we're just going to stop. Internationally, it's different. I, they're calling. I mean, Zane got hit in the chest wrap against 
Bajrang himself. Um, we, we, we saw yeah. we saw a bunch of chest straps at RTC Cup. They were called right. I'm, I'm saying that was only for a couple years months. Ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was like I think it was like two years ago where they were really like, it's the offensive guy, it's the offensive guy, and it's like, you guys just watch the freaking wrestling and tell me who scores. And yes, yeah. there's gonna be some really difficult situations, but you can't just say aggressor wins. It's dumb. Listen, re- wrestling. Here's the thing. Wrestling, freestyle wrestling, may be one of the most difficult sports in the world to officiate. Okay, agree. I agree. I think that's probably true. Okay, so that is true. And then on the other hand, you have hundreds and hundreds of refs that are volunteers that they only do this every so often. They're not mm-hmm. not professional. We don't have Ed Hockley doing Fargo, right? We have people that are doing their very, very best. And it's yeah, really it, for the hardest sport to officiate. I really don't think it's that much harder than like I folk do. style. It, it, oh, it's definitely harder than folk I style. I think it's way harder. No. I think it's way, yes, absolutely harder. I think I, I personally these situations there's there's not there's not an equivalent in folk style to these situations that we're talking about. No. What's the hardest What's the hardest thing to officiate in folk style? Near fall, like if they're at that forty five degree angle. Probably. I mean, now we're just what talking else? geometry. Questionable takedowns. Questionable takedowns. Yeah, Questionable. Be, and you see you see, but that is not that is not eliminated in freestyle. I yeah. don't think. It also is not. Yeah, I mean, if you think of uh, Franklin Gomez, uh, Brett Metcalf, for example. Yes, yes, we do. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah, I mean, but like the only way again, and the way you could take out the controversy is the way I discussed, which also changed the essence of freestyle wrestling. So uh, again, I'm not, I'm not sure that I, I love it. I don't, I don't really love that solution, but it would be a solution. Um, yeah. Other than that, I don't know. You're, I think you're always gonna be stuck with it. Yeah. Okay. Next. Uh, this might be our last question. It's nine forty one. Uh, okay. Uh-oh. Well, he basically CJ Kemp. He basically wants to know what our uh, our favorite turn was. What was your favorite turn? What was Bracky's favorite tilt? Bracky's not here. I don't even know if Bracky did tilts or what he did. Uh, but we can go to JD on that. And the young male model's favorite stack to hit while on top. I don't know if Ben hit many stacks, stacks but no, you, you did. You definitely did a three quarter. That was your go to. If you had a three quarter uh, against Wes Roberts, you would have got some bonus I think, points. I don't think it would have worked. I don't you think never it worked. So what was uh, JD? What was your go-to turn? Uh, I don't know if I really had a go-to Takedowns. turn. Good old Jake Barner power half. Really? With legs? No. Uh, maybe just a bar. Especially once I got older, I didn't do a whole lot of turning. <laughs> All right. Ha! Just slap that right on. Just throw the bar on. Ben. Mm. Cradle, obviously the greatest move that's ever been invented by human beings is the cradle. I think it. I think so too. So my arms were way too short to cradle. People ask me my. Oh, no, Once I got it though, you, it was tight. That's if you get once if you get short arms, you get a cradle. It's immediately tight. Yes. Yeah. So it's a, it's an advantage. Um. So I I sucked at wrestling, but I will say what I the the turn I had the most effect with as as a coach in um, teaching kids was actually Ben's cradle series, which the very basic cradle ride of this, this school, this really helped. This was a very uh, helpful technique in the Shenandoah Valley. You just go outside, you go on the outside peck, outside ankle. They would step up all the time. They either go flat or step up, go right to cross. So you don't need that much. And no one was rolling through on cradles back, 
back then. I say back then like it was mm-hmm. the 80s, but um, use that to great <laughs> effect. So thanks. Uh, money well spent on that DVD, Ben, before I ever oh, met yeah. you. Hey, all nice. right. But actually, the, the last, last question is, is there a phenomenon of people in Wisconsin no, eating I've raw beef sandwiches? Ben, no. your people are suspect. I have, literally, I have literally never seen it. I've never heard about it. I don't know what the hell these people are talking about. Um, maybe it's in Haunchyville or something. Uh, <laughs> but I can tell you unequivocally, I have never seen anyone eat a raw beef sandwich. That makes me want to puke. That is, that is disgusting. Listen, I'll eat sushi Close. and, you know, you know, nice medium rare steak. The idea of ground beef is so, one, it's very dangerous. You could get very yeah. sick eating uncooked yeah. ground beef. I will tell you, Mr. Real Budo is a meat man. You know him? I don't know. I mean, meat. I know. Out of, I, out, of, out of New York City. Dang. Yeah, but he said to my wife, because my wife would get a medium rare burger once in a while. That's dangerous. Um he said that is that is really stupid and dangerous. You should always have your ground beef cooked very well because of the whole process it goes through. It's way more likely to get E. coli if you don't cook it properly. So Wisconsin people, stop eating raw ground beef, you morons. Yeah, uh, Mr. Ribeiro is right. You know who else was right about this? Debbie Piles has been on the cook the ground beef through crusade for years. I remember we went to this. Listen, we went – there was this – this terrible drive-through in Stanton called Hot and Hot and Now, and you could get burgers for like thirty cents. Oh, and okay. we Sounds went incredible. through the line there like three times, or because <laughs> she got the burger, flip it open, it was still pink. She she just kept going until they gave her cooked through burgers, and then eventually she would just sit there and That's wait. That's what she wants. Yeah. So it's been ingrained uh, in my mind that your ground uh, beef has to be cooked all the way through. So um. Uh, too funny. Score one. That place is surprisingly out of business and has been for <laughs> over 20 some years now, unfortunately. Well, we got to go. It's 945. Man, what a show. See you tomorrow. And we have far from exhausted the JBDT discussion and the 158 man, which is Friday, mind you. Very excited for that. Oh, it's, not, it's not Saturday? Uh, I hope it's I'm, Friday night. It's Friday. 1118. Wow. Yeah. All right. One one less day you have to wait, man. Thanks to JD for subbing in. Um, Stay on on call. Keep your pager ready in case Bracky can't come back tomorrow. Uh, We may need you to step in again. I expect you to have your best sweater picked out. Thank you guys so much for listening. There's no show without you. So big thanks. And we'll see you tomorrow. Have a good Tuesday.